Welcome. You have found Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. Except Lisa Jo, for the next three weeks in which we will become the show that helps you gift a daily life that matters. <laughs> I'm Christy Purifoy, and uh, we've got some goodies to share in this opening conversation. So the next three weeks, but today we're starting with gifts for family. Gifts for family. Stay tuned. These are simple, ordinary, delightful things that we use every day in our real lives. Fancy that. Plus, there's somebody you need to add to your gift list. Stay tuned. Get comfy. Here we go. Controversial question opener for the show today, Christy. Are you a last minute or an early bird shopper? When it comes to Christmas <laughs> gifts. <laughs> now, Lisa Joe, I actually I'm gonna put you totally on the spot here. Can you guess? Like if you know you've known me for years, can you guess? I can. I think that you are definitely early. That I think that you plan ahead because I remember <laughs> that you like to have beautiful gifts that are like homemade or from Etsy or from stores where it's gonna take longer <laughs> for them to get to you. So I'm pretty sure you're not last minute. That is, yep, yep, you, bullseye, ding, 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 yay. <laughs> you you passed the friendship test, Lisa Joe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's true, it's true. I am a, I am more of an early shopper. Um, part of it also is that I really, really don't like to rush in any part of my life. And so because I like Christmas and I want to enjoy Christmas, I really don't want to be rushing around right at Christmas. So I don't always, so this does, I'm not... I mean, you know, we all try. I I don't always <laughs> meet my own personal goals. So I rarely get everything done super early, but I always try. I always want to. So I'm trying again this year, trying, trying to be a little early. And I think today's conversation will help. I hope so. I mean, this is a goal for myself this year because I, shockingly to no one, am always last minute when it comes to Christmas because I always trust on Amazon Prime to get it right for us. But I saw the funniest meme on social media the other day where there's this woman on a jet ski. Oh, and then yeah. did you see this one? <laughs> the text is like I Americans did. going boat to boat shopping this year, like in the Suez Canal, <laughs> you know. So anyway, aside from that, I, like you, just have decided I don't want that stress this Christmas. I don't want that at all. I want to just feel peaceful. So uh, part of what we're thinking about this year is how do we prepare? What does that look like to prepare early with joy and delight and fun? And actually, I kicked into this thinking about it much earlier than usual, because when I was home in September and October with my South African family, they started talking about Christmas. And I was surprised about that. And it's not because they're trying to plan ahead. It's because Christmas there has become this huge event because we have a very large family. And in the years have often had kids that my parents are fostering. We, I have adopted siblings. Now there are lots of grandkids too. And it becomes this, I'm not even kidding you, the Rouse mountain of presents. So Rouse is my maiden name and everybody jokes about it. It's literally a mountain. I've never seen gifts like that before because there's so many people to buy for, but it has become stressful over the years because there are so many people to buy for. So my family started the delicate dance we all do at this time of year of how are we going to do it? Are we going to pick names? Do we have to buy for every kid? Is there going to be a price limit? What will that be like? And some member of the families thinks more is more. The more gifts, the better. Others feel like it's too much. It's overwhelming. <laughs> Why do we have to do this every year? 
So as they started doing that dance, I started thinking about it myself. And I thought, I think this year for the very first time, I'm going to pay attention in November and try to be a little more organized. And so one of the things we did for the for you guys, I nearly said for the three of you listeners. <laughs> no, the, the three episodes we're planning. <laughs> I hope there's more than three. <laughs> to bring you some gift planning joy around three specific categories. And if if you can believe it, we are actually going to encourage you to add a name to your list, which I know sounds like the opposite of helpful. <laughs> like, hey, there's someone else you should buy for. But actually, sometimes more generosity can bring us more joy and peace that we actually do want to cultivate this time of year. So here at the beginning, I want to tell you about a special gifting opportunity that we're sharing with you through the podcast. Um, so you may have heard us mention before, our friend Emily, who Lisa Joe likes to call our um, podcast fairy godmother, Your guardian, guardian angel. angel of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Emily. <laughs> Yeah, so Emily keeps us organized. She's our podcast editor. She just recently came on board to help us and has basically changed our lives for the better. We love Emily. Um, but Emily works for Tennessee Kids Belong. Um, and Tennessee Kids Belong equips the community to dramatically improve the experience and outcomes for children in foster care. And... Emily uh, and her own family is intimately involved in um, the blessing of this work. Um, but Tennessee Kids Belong does this by helping kids in foster care tell their stories through video and um, using social media and so on so that more families can find out about these kids in need and can hopefully be placed with forever families. And cool little side note, November is actually National Adoption Month. So little round of applause right here I for know. all. Um, we, and we love that because the kids tell their stories. And that's what we do here on the podcast. We tell ordinary stories. Yeah, and if you exactly. click through the links, you'll actually, you could actually click onto Tennessee Kids Belong and watch video interviews with these kiddos. They're so amazing. They tell their stories. They tell what they love. They share about themselves. And it's, I mean, don't do it unless you've got some time because you're now going to get sucked into a vortex of all these amazing children that you connect with. But man, we love what Emily does. Mm -hmm. And when these kids come to tell their stories, a part of what Tennessee Kids Belong is going to do is to make them and just give them a fun experience, a really fun day, and to help them relax and just enjoy the whole experience and really feel cherished and seen and known and loved and valued. And so as part of that, they can give some small gifts to these kids. And here's where you come in, dear listeners. Tennessee Kids Belong has um, really handy on Amazon a wish list of gift items for these kids. So we think it would be really great if some of our listeners hopped on, just clicked through the show notes to this episode, found that gift list, and chose some of those gifts. And Amazon makes it really easy. They can just send the gifts straight to Tennessee Kids Belong, and then they will pass those gifts on to these children. And um, it's, it's easy, and yet you're a part of something really meaningful and special. And we're so excited um, because also this is a part of Emily's work and... Uh, yeah, we're just, it's just all around fun. So this is, this is an easy name to add to your list. So yes. click through, check it out. The gifts are easy too, you guys. They range like really reasonable, like eight or nine dollars, but then through to like 
few hundred dollars. It's really up to you. But there's tons of things there. If you have kids, really pretty much any age range, and you look at this list, you'll be like, oh, yeah, my kid would love that. Those are the kind of things kids love. And so it's really fun to think of a practical way to pass a gift along and to an organization that's reputable, that cares for foster kids, that is working with families, and it's really letting the kids share their own stories and then wanting to give them a slice of Christmas, just like you're giving to your own kids. So in this three-part episode, we're really championing Tennessee Kids Belong. And so you know the show that you're listening to, Out of the Ordinary, our tagline is Grow a Daily Life That Matters. But this series, the next three weeks, we are really calling it Gift a Daily Life That Matters. So whether it's to foster kids or your own family, your friends, your community, your church, we hope that these categories we unpack with you just are fun and delightful and inspire you. So we've got three episodes, three categories of gifts. Uh, We're going to start out with family. We've got home and we're going to end with treat yourself because we want a little something extra after you've survived the turkey season and you're heading into the ham season. Ham season. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can get behind calling Christmas ham season, <laughs> but you did make me laugh. Points for making me laugh. Thank you, Lisa. I heard Joe. somebody say that. I thought that's so funny. Ham is what you usually do in America here for, for Christmas, isn't it? Often, yeah, often, yeah. <laughs> the ham season. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever served ham for Christmas, but I do remember my mom often did that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with that family category, Lisa Joe, because you're right. As you shared about your South African family, family gift giving is probably some of the most important gift giving that we do this time of year. These are oftentimes our closest relationships. These are you know, people that we have spent Christmas with year after year. We, our our Christmas memories are all bound up with these with our family. But also our that gift giving can be can be hard if we're far flung, if you know our families are growing. So yeah, I know my own family is doing that same kind of negotiation year after year. Okay, what are we doing this year? We just had our little group family WhatsApp conversation about do we have a theme? Are we drawing names? <laughs> year, it's a little bit different. So yeah, let's share. Let's go back and forth, you and I, on some gifts that we thought might make good gifts for the kids, good gifts as a family gift. And here, let me just say this before we start. So Lisa, Joe, and I, I mean, this is out of the ordinary in approaching the whole idea of helping you think think through giving and, and share some ideas for giving. I don't know what you did, Lisa, Joe. I'm going to tell you what my process was because our What we said is that we just wanted to share those things that make our ordinary daily lives better, just better, just smoother, easier, better. The things that we use the most often, the things that are most a part of our daily ordinary routines. So Lisa Jo, what I I did is I literally walked from room to room and just looked around and said, what do I touch the most? What do I use the most? I did the same thing. Yeah, what am I always reaching for? So here in the family category, I'm just going to start with the thing that I touch possibly first every morning. And it was a thing I gifted to my husband a couple years ago. Um, And that object, that object is a pour over coffee set and the gooseneck kettle that goes with it. Do you know what I mean by a gooseneck kettle? Kettle, Lisa Joe. Well, I only know because I have used it at your house. I would not have uh, known otherwise. Right, right. So I also have, um, before we 
uh, made the foray into pour over coffee, which I'll say more about. Um, I had a, a regular big heavy electric kettle, like a big ceramic one, which I still love. And I'll use it for tea, especially if I have a lot of guests over and I'm making a big pot of tea. But if you are making pour over coffee, it depends on slowly pouring hot boiling water into the coffee grounds. And you cannot do that with a big, heavy, like 10 pound ceramic electric kettle. You need something really lightweight that's easy to hold. And a gooseneck kettle is lightweight and has the little spout is shaped exactly right to like pour slowly. So while it sounds like, I mean, why do you need a particular kettle? Let me just say that we we're probably making pour over coffee for a year before I realized like, I'm going to break my wrist. <laughs> I have to get the right, the right kettle. So, and they're not that expensive. So yeah, now we, every morning I make a cup of pour over coffee. So does my husband. And we just click the little on button on our little electric gooseneck kettle and the morning can begin. <sighs> And it is so beautiful. I actually, every now and again, you post on Instagram the drip of the coffee and as you're pouring it over, and it's so soothing to watch. I love it. And friends, if you're listening and any of this sounds like something you love, we will, our amazing Emily, will include links to as much as we have in the show notes. Um, sometimes it'll be an affiliate link if it's through Amazon, um, in which case it means we get like three cents or something if you purchase it. So basically, it helps just pay for the microphones <laughs> the people who edit our show. But really, it's to try to make your life simpler. We'll just share some of these fun links. So I've loved drinking Christie's pour over coffee. Coffee is something I too am trying to figure out this year. I'm more of a Keurig girl because it's easier and faster. I also think because my children actually, I don't know, people are not judging me, but my children drink coffee. They love it. I feel proud that I've taught them the ways of coffee. And so I need something a little simpler that they can handle. So I'm still investigating. I will say this, though, that my first here on the family list of Christmas guides is something very practical because I started to feel like I was losing my mind about this habit that my entire family has that bothers me, not just one of them, all of them. So tell me, I actually, I, I really need to understand from listeners and you, Christy, when your family use a towel, and now the towel is wet and gross. What do they do with it? How do they dry that? Do they do they hang it back up in the bathroom? So even if my family hang theirs up in the bathroom, I still feel like it's it's damp. It doesn't dry. It's just in the bathroom. And then the problem is my sons particularly have this terrible habit of just taking a new towel every time mm -hmm. they go and shower. Yeah. They just grab a new towel out of the cupboard. And the towels all look the same, so they don't really know whose towel is whose. And it really makes me want to lose my mind. And I feel like I don't want to share a towel with a teenage boy. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to have that experience. So before I tell you what I'm getting, I am curious is there a way, what is the way? So, because what I have my children do now is hang that towel up like somewhere in their bedroom or over a door handle, or it's, it's way too much to expect that they're going to, we're going to run them through the dryer. That's never going to happen. But I am right. curious, how do people handle this issue of towels that if you hang them up in a bathroom, even if my boys hang them up, it's still gross because now they're just wet in the bathroom. Right, right. Yeah, I have lots to say about this. <laughs> this, this is of deep and weighty importance in family life, I must say. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to steal your thunder because I'm curious to hear how okay. you solve the problem. But I, I will just say this is a problem I know deeply and I have... 
I have my own methods over okay. the past few years that I've developed. So I'll yes, be very interested. So, so I feel like the problem has several phases to it. And I'm trying to say, trying to solve them phase by phase. So this gift is to solve the initial phase of the problem, which is the constant taking of other people's towels or going through six towels in a day because my sons play a lot of sports. So they'll shower in the morning before school, then they'll shower after sport at night. Now they've gone through three towels. I don't know how, but they have. And I'm, I'm over it. And so what I did is I ordered towels for the family. I actually got this idea from my sister-in-law when we were home with all her children under the age of six, she has four of them, each have their own color towel. And yep. I thought, oh, that's genius. That is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I got on to, I got online. I just searched to see who was having the best sale on towels right now. It happened to be Land's End. They were the winners because not only did I want a range of colors, I wanted them to sort of be in a family of colors that I could live with. And I wanted to get them monogrammed. So not only will you have your own towel, your towel will have its name, have your name on it now. So now each person has a towel in a color I know that they like with their name monogrammed on it. And my hope is that I'm almost sad I have to wait for Christmas to give these to my family because I want to start using them now. now. (laughs) Because they arrived and I was so excited about it, especially because I walked in that night and the towel I had, the lovely fluffy towel I had dried for myself was in a sodden mess on the on the ground. But this is what I'm doing. I think the first step is to at least assign everybody their own towel and then they know they are responsible. If it's wet, guess what? You get to use a wet towel. Uh, mine at least you won't be using. I don't know though how to solve for the where do you air dry them in such a way that mm-hmm. your bathroom doesn't feel mildewy and damp all the time. Mm-hmm. Open mm-hmm. ears, Christy, to your solution. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So a couple of years ago, I was doing one more load of laundry that was entirely made up of bathroom towels. Oh, and I yes. thought, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. So I did the same thing. I bought a towel for each of the kids in a color and just told them, this is it. You you have this towel and you take care of it and you use it. And when it you use it a few times and then when you feel like you can't use it anymore, if you're young, bring it to me. I will do your laundry. Or if you're older, you do your your laundry. So we have done that for a couple of years. And then in terms of drying the towels, so here are two options, one that might work for you, one that maybe in the future you might switch to. But um, number one, I think a hook on the back of the door. Also, we have hook instead, we have in the kids' bathroom, we have four hooks and they each have a hook that they can drape their towel on and with like a hook and then using the um what are, you know the fan, fan yeah. that pulls yeah. the moisture out so i'm also big on that like we if someone gets too. out of the shower and they don't flip on the fan they will receive the wrath of right. mom <laughs> reminding the them same. fans and hooks <laughs> yeah. we've got it as well yeah, but when you have hooks. like yeah. four wet towels all hanging in a bathroom the bathroom is nasty and that's a lot of humidity yes right. it's gross so the the other thing I recently switched to is so the, that initial batch of four different colored towels that I had purchased for them, they had completely worn out. I mean, that, that was a few years ago that we bought them. And especially if you're using one towel over and over, right. it's not going to last as long. So it was time to update the towels. So this time I bought something called, I think they're often sold as Turkish towels. Maybe we'll link to this as well in the show notes, even though I, I hadn't 
pre-planned it, but they're very, they seem very thin and nothing. They're like very thin cotton, but they're super absorbent. So they work really well to dry, but then they're not this thick, fluffy thing holding lots of moisture. Um, and so I have used those before as guest towels. They work great. They're very popular. If I don't, but if you have a pool in your yard, I think a lot of people use them to go to the beach or the pool, or if, if they have a pool in their yard, um, they're just really great at drying without taking up a lot of space. You can pack them in your beach bag. Um, and they just don't, they don't hold on to moisture the same way that the terry cloth does. So we switched to those in the kids' bathroom and that has helped because they're so quick drying. Yeah. Well, I will say one of the things that added is that Zoe and I would then have an additional towel for our hair as well. So if you have few, if you have kids with long hair, that becomes a thing too. So the other thing that is part of the family gift this year is that I am getting for Zoe and I these uh, they're kind of like little ha- ta- hair towel turbans. They're quite oh, small. Yeah. They look like a little hood almost. They're very lightweight and they are designed just to twist your hair up in. And because it's not a whole towel, it's drying much quicker as well. So I don't know if this will solve our problem, but it is on my family gift list and I'm very excited about these this year. I love that. I feel like we are off to a just right start, Lisa Joe, because what could be more ordinary and everyday and also vitally important <laughs> than the family bathroom space and what is happening there and mom, you know, moms and dads doing laundry yep. and all of that. Yeah, I am. I love to give things like towels, socks, <laughs> new underwear for the kid. I mean, I, I am that mom for sure. Uh, okay, so what's next? I think I'll continue with my first thing in the morning theme and share one of my very favorite everyday ordinary things that I have been buying for years now. Um, it's really special to me. This is, I don't know, probably of all the products or things I'm going to share over these next three episodes, this one actually might be the most Like if I could just tell our listeners, hey, don't definitely support um, Tennessee Kids Belong. And then if you just do one other thing, buy your coffee through Mission Lazarus. And there, I'll tell you more about them, but the coffee itself is San Lazaro coffee. It comes from one particular farm in Honduras. And um, the coffee plants are cared for and tended and harvested by women, by moms in that community, a small group of women. So here's the here's the backstory. Um, a couple of years ago, I was writing occasionally for a Christian devotional magazine, and I got this assignment, Christy, can you interview the founders of Mission Lazarus? And I'd never heard of it, but I'm so glad they asked me to do that because as part of the assignment, I um, got connected with um, the founders of this organization, Mission Lazarus, and hear their whole story about their work and what they do. So we will link to the Mission Lazarus website, missionlazarus.org, because there's other products you can buy for them. They make artisan goods. You can buy gorgeous leather, so many cool things, but I am part of their coffee club, which means I never put coffee on my grocery list. I never have to think about it. It just, the exact amount I need comes to me every month. It's wonderful. Um, and the coffee tastes amazing. 
But the reason I do it is because having um, interviewed the founders, learned about this organization, learned about their work in Honduras, learned about the heart behind it, um, learned about their love for Jesus. I, as soon as I finished that interview and that story, I knew I have to be a part somehow in a small way of like ongoing support for this incredible organization. And I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with um, uh, like fair trade products and, you know, maybe fair trade coffee. And maybe you make that choice to to be particular in your coffee purchase. But the thing I really love about um, San Lazaro coffee is that it isn't just giving a fair price to the landowner or the owner of the farm. Um, but it is uh, giving a viable livelihood to um, the the harvesters, the the women farmers who are actually doing the work. And just really quickly, I just want to read. Um, I want to f- just read a little bit um, about the uniqueness of this farm. So on the website for San Lazaro Coffee, they say, Our farm is unique in that our agronomist team is led by and made up of women farmers. And I love this. Their natural maternal instincts provide vigilant attention to the tree's well-being, the gentility needed at harvest time to pick ripened berries without damaging the stem for next year's growth, and the patience to comb the entire farm up to four times during the harvest to pick the berry at the perfect point of maturity. Um, and so there are 20 women who are raising their families on this mountain who have, and I think this is important, coffee is their heritage, like growing coffee and working with coffee is their heritage. But without this farm, it hadn't been able to provide a viable livelihood for them. So La- San Lazaro Coffee isn't just about coffee, it's committed to the people who are behind the coffee and committed to having a bottom line that isn't just about um dollars for for them or even just for those in charge, but a much more holistic view of the community that I will say includes a spiritual side, includes the the spiritual healthiness of the community, of the land, of the farm. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on. I will stop there. <laughs> but this is one I really, I really believe in strongly. And and the coffee's amazing. And if you're drinking coffee anyway as I am, then um coffee club from San Lazaro Coffee. Oh, I love it coffee club. All right. This is a sort of a sharp right turn a little bit. Uh, We've talked now about families on other sides of the world, and we're talking about families now close to home. And this is a a funny thing that I wouldn't have expected to suggest, but I have my middle son is very much a driver. Like, And by that, I mean, he drives what our family is doing because he does research on things and then he just does it. So, for example, like Pete had bought a bike rack that Micah had wanted for all this time and Pete never got around to putting it on and was on a phone call and then finished the call and came outside and Micah just attached the whole thing. So he's the guy who's just going to get it done. Now, he doesn't read the instructions and so we can't get it off. It is now stuck forever on the back of our car. Because I'm not sure quite what he did, but he's that guy. So he came home the other day, took my phone and said, hey, uh, mom, just accept this code. I've put our whole family on Life360. And I was like, what is it? He's like, just accept it. So I accepted it. So it turns out it's this app that I just recommend so highly. It is called Life360. 
It has a free version, which is what we are using now. It's not a paid ad. This is something my son Micah discovered, and then I did some research on it, and now we're all on it. So if you have kids who are getting older, so they're tweens, teens, mine aren't driving themselves yet. I know yours are, some of yours are, Christy, but mine are headed that way. Mine do do a lot more now when they're out for sports or they're with friends and friends' families. Well, what Life360 does is it, it helps you. I mean, the creepy thing is it's like a, a way to stalk your family is how it feels to me, <laughs> but I really like it. So it has all these different ways that it tracks your safety. So it does location safety, driving safety, digital safety, and emergency assistance. So for example, all of us who have uh, phones are on it and it tracks our location. So um, you can enter the frequent locations your children use. So school, home, church, soccer, there's the addresses. And so when they leave the house, I get a little ping. Jackson has left home. And then it's so cool. You can actually see a map and actually watch where the car is traveling. It tells you the exact road. You can see where it is. And one of my favorite features is it says, take me to Jackson. So if it's Jackson driving. So if there were a crash, if there were an emergency, he wouldn't have to explain to me where he is. The app would just immediately tell me exactly how to get to him. It has all kinds of other features that if you then do a subscription, subscriptions range, I guess, from like nine bucks a month to $15 a month, where uh, you can have safety or drive safe you can put on. So if the car is interrupted, if the app senses there's been a crash, it notifies emergency assistance. You can put digital protection on your kids' phones. I've just really, really appreciated having a sense of as my children now become more independent and they're out and about more, I like to be able to know this is where they are. What's funny about it, though, it also tracks things like uh, what the battery life of your phone is. And so I was working the other day, got a text from Micah, mom, plug in your phone. It's about to die because he had got a notification that my battery was on 10%. (laughs) So it'll notify you about your kids. And that's it sounds weird, but it's helpful because I have one child who's completely clueless and he'll be out of the house for like 12 hours during the day at all kinds of sports. And I can tell like, oh, if he's not answering, it's because his phone is actually dead or he's on 5%, but I can tell where he is. So I know where to pick him up from. So it's a strange little thing, but it has actually been incredibly helpful in our family to get a sense of as parents, you want to let your kids fly, but you would also like to know, like, where are they and how can I help them if they are in a desperate situation? And when I was home in South Africa, I had a friend share a really harrowing story about her husband had gone out mountain biking and had a bad accident and he was by himself. And it was only because of digital tracking that they were able to get to him. So wow. I think that has given me a heightened sense of wanting to just give my kids a safety net without actually stalking them, but it's a lot of fun. It's called Life360. It's totally free to try it. You can keep the free version, which is what we have now, but I'm telling you, as soon as those boys get their licenses, we're upgrading (laughs) to the paid plan. (laughs) You will upgrade. I love that. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Well, keeping with the family theme, here's one for spending time together as a family. And I think also it's on that storytelling theme. So, um, you know, if Tennessee Kids Belong is is helping um, foster kids or kids in the foster care system, not foster kids, but children in that system tell their own stories um, in in order to connect with um, potential adoptive families. Well, I am recommending an excellent 
storytelling board game mm-hmm. called Dixit. Oh, I haven't even heard of this one. Yeah. So our family, um, we we have a lot of board games. We play we have over the years always played a lot of board games, but we have varying levels amongst our family members of interest in the board games. <laughs> so my sons especially are really the game players and they love um, strategy games and very competitive games. And sometimes I will do that with them, but we don't do those as a whole family because um, at least one of my children is not up for highly competitive <laughs> games. I also often will just let the boys do that and I'll go read a book. But Dixit is a game that actually everyone in our family, if we just want to spend time together, usually will draw everyone. Hmm. I like it as well because it is a work of art. It's beautiful. Um, and it also, I called it a storytelling game, but it isn't, it is not high pressure. You don't have to be creative or think that you're creative. I am not a natural storyteller. I'm not good at spinning out a tale. So it, so it isn't that. But what it is, is it supplies these beautiful, evocative, sometimes a little bit disturbing, like in a way that a story can be a little like unsettling and disturbing. Nothing too graphic or horrible, but same thing, some things that might look a little scarier, like a scary story. Um, but my young, my daughter Elsa has been playing it for a couple of years. But, you know, just, you know, if you have very young kids, maybe just check it out just to see if it would be right for, for your family. Um, but these cards are, they have these images that are beautifully illustrated and they're they're wonderful. They're strange. They're weird. They you don't know what they mean, but they seem to suggest some kind of story. Something is happening. It just you can't help but look at these cards and start sort of imagining fairy tale scenarios and who even knows what. And so the idea is that you're sort of placing these cards in order to convince others <laughs> that yours is 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 the story that the 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 lead player at that time is starting to tell. So it's more about you don't have to be super creative. You're more just making connections and you're trying to get people to choose your card because yours is clearly the one that is illustrating the story that has, you know, begun to be told. So it's very simple to play, simple to learn. You can do a round or two, you can play for a long time. It's just an easy game that's also beautiful. And um, and just kind of invites everyone into it. So, yeah, I think this is one that we have personally enjoyed, um, but would also, I think, make a really beautiful, thoughtful gift to help, um, you know, another family just connect with one another. Because, you know, Lisa Joe, we really believe that stories do that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of that. I'm going to check it out. We are not a games family either. It does not go well. Um, the only game that we play that is actually, this is why I think I might like that one is because it's sort of story related. It's language related. We do the game taboo we really love mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. there's a word that you have to describe without using the obvious words and it's very difficult. And the reason I think we enjoy playing it is my kids love to like get up in the face of the person and be like, why? You said the wrong word. Why? You're out. You can't say that. It's sort of obnoxious. But I will we say, like taboo. Yeah. yeah, when you're in sort of that family mindset, here's a gift that's really simple, but it's funny what a huge impact it's made. So this was shared by my friend Jessica Turner last year on her Instagram stories around this time. It's like, I kid you, like seven or eight dollars and we use it every single day in our house. Our kids love popcorn. They love it. 
okay? But microwave popcorn can get expensive after a while. It's got like all those butters and weird things in it, but I don't want to have to make popcorn on the stove. And I know, Christy, you have a popcorn maker, but you have to plug it in and it seems like a big effort to make it. Okay, this is a tiny little, it's like a silicone bowl with a little lid. You buy it on Instagram and it is, you just pour the kernels into this bowl. You cover it with the lid that it comes with and you put it in the microwave and you put it on for two minutes. So like you're doing a bag of microwave popcorn and it pops it for you and it is perfect every time. It is amazing. Our family love this little tiny silicone popcorn maker bowl and you get about the same portion size as if you had made a bag of microwave popcorn. What our kids have learned is what works even better is when you put the kernels in, you can actually buy at a grocery store these days, you can buy popcorn salt. So it's actually the salt that's a very, very fine salt. They sprinkle that on the kernels before they pop it. That way, as it pops, it gets salted really perfectly. I know. I'm telling you, this popcorn (laughs) maker has changed our lives. We love it so much. And it was a sort of an impulse buy that was very simple to do, but really, really fun and uh, really tasty. And not very expensive? No, it's like 10 bucks. Oh, nice. That sounds like a good, I might look for that like a, yes. as a stocking stuffer or something. It's crazy. Yes. It's one of the best gifts we, we gave ourselves as a family. Awesome. Okay, Lisa Joe. Well, here's my last idea for a family-themed gift and also going with the food theme. Um, and I know you know this gift because separately, without even talking about it, we gifted this, each of us, to one of our kids. So um, the gift is called oh, yeah. Universal Yums, <laughs> Universal Yum Boxes. <laughs> yes, they are amazing. It's genius yeah, gift. Yeah, so last Christmas. Um, actually, it was, it was Epiphany. So it was the end of Christmas season when in our family, we um, every year we give one more little additional gift kind of at the end of the Christmas season and to remember the gifts that the Three Kings brought. And um, it's uh, usually just a very simple something. But last year we had, uh, because we were still in sort of quarantine and still very much in the pandemic, um, we had a sense that our kids were extra sad to have Christmas be over because there it didn't feel at that time that there was anything to look forward to. Now, of course, as an adult, we knew, John and I, they have things to look forward to, but their mentality was, everything's <laughs> horrible. There's nothing to look forward to. We're not even going to school. We can't plan a trip. You know, they were very much in this mindset of nothing good to anticipate. So, um, we gifted each of them some kind of monthly subscription, either like a little magazine subscription or, or something that they could each month have something to, some small thing to anticipate. So, for one of our kids, one of our boys, my younger boy, um, who loves trying, he's a very it's funny, he's a very picky eater, but really only because he's he's interested in food. And so he's he has strong opinions, but he's always willing to try something new. He may not try it a second time, but he's always interested to try new things or you know, adventurous flavors. So we gifted him this monthly subscription to a universal yum box. And they are so cool. So each month he received a little cardboard box, always with the same design. You don't know what's inside. You open up the box and inside is a selection of candy and snack food from some country in the world. And so for instance, he just, so we actually, in order to give him a year of 
things to look forward to. We actually extended that gift for a full year. So he just received, I think, one of the last boxes and it was Sweden. I think the box before that was Indonesia. Um, Maybe South Korea was before that. So just a real diversity of places. And I I can tell they're choosing snacks and candies that are um, maybe have some kind of flavor profile or something that is sort of unique to that culture. Um, Because I imagine there's probably snacks and candies that are pretty universal around the world that you can find everywhere, but they seem to seek out the things that, at least to our American palate, are different or unique or, wow, we've never tried. I feel like maybe you got a Canada box that had ketchup-flavored potato chips. Yeah, that's very popular in South Africa. Yes, like we call them tomato. They call them tomato sauce chips. It's very popular. Yes, it's weird, but popular. Yeah, we tried that. (laughs) So Universal Yums has been a really fun, like just something to look forward to, to try something. It comes with some great little information too about learning about that culture and that place. So um, if you want to learn something about, you know, different places around the world with your kids. Um, But anyway, totally recommend. It's been a lot of fun. Cosign. We got Zoe the same thing for her birthday and she's a seven on the Enneagram. She wants to try everything and she loved it. And it became a family gift because every time she got a box, all the kids are around wanting to try it and we're like what country yes. was it we want to try and it's just so random and weird some of the things and it's so fun it was almost like the weirder the better they wanted to try everything we we absolutely loved it it was one of our favorite things that we did as well so highly recommend all right i think that leaves me now as my last one for the family gift Ooh, what will i pick from i have a few choices here <laughs> i think i'm gonna go in this direction um you know we are approaching advent and And I think one of the ways our family has started to pay more attention to it is to count down, to wait, to anticipate. And I remember Christy for years has this little collection of tiny little mittens that are like little bags that have treats or plans or ideas or Bible readings in them as she counts down. And so over the years, I've done that from Etsy. I bought little tiny bags that are numbered for each day. I confess, as my kids get older and I get tireder, I have less energy for that. One of the things that has really brought me joy, and I now really only do it for my daughter, but my boys over the years have loved it too, is researching a creative advent calendar for each child. So there are so many out there these days. There's some that are like very expensive for adults where you can do an advent calendar that counts down colognes or perfumes or beauty products for an adult. But the one I just got this year for Zoe that I'm really excited to give her, it's really inexpensive. It was, I think, $16. I got it on Amazon. Have no idea what the quality will be. Gets good reviews. But it is a little advent calendar And when you open each door, it has a little Christmas charm that clips onto a bracelet. So it's a little bracelet that has all these little Christmas charms. And I'm looking at them now and they have like a little mitten and a Christmas tree and a wreath and a snowflake. And so each day the door opens and then there's some sweet little Christmas charm that you can clip on. I was looking for my boys. They have ones that are socks or they have ones that are (laughs) in the past when they were little. We did the Lego advent calendars that I'm sure lots of people have done. Um, But I've really enjoyed that experience. I think if you were creative or had more energy, I always think I would do this. You could easily create something like this yourself. Sometimes I've actually found it cheaper to buy like a Lego kit and then just portion out parts of it into the different bags (laughs) for Mm, the season. That's such a good idea. 
or candies or whatever. Like I basically would buy something and disassemble it and then have all the pieces in those countdowns. So um, you could probably buy just a bracelet craft kit and then put little pieces in each in each window or door or bag or envelope or however you're doing it. But I I've always been surprised how much I've enjoyed that experience of of something special to anticipate each day as we think about traveling toward Christmas. So as a fam, and it becomes a family thing because even though my sons aren't doing it, they're always very curious. Like, what did you get? Mm -hmm. What's in there? What do you have this year? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, oh, Zoe talked me into getting because we just happened to be in Walmart and Walmart had a dog advent calendar where there's a doggy (laughs) treat every day. So I will just end this lovely conversation by sharing, indeed, we did get the dog advent calendar. (laughs) Our dog will now be getting a treat every day. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Which is really a treat for the kids who get to hand the treat over to the dog. All part of the family, yes. Oh, I love it. Well, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope our listeners have appreciated this little, just, you know, part one, this little taste, this little beginning of the kinds of um, ideas we want to share with you, which is really just another way for us to share our lives with you, our stories, because so often our, you know, our day-to-day stories are made up of, of tangible material things. And um, while we've never been a podcast that is all about, you know, pushing products or, you know, what can we consume, we do know that a part of ordinary life, especially this time of year, is wanting to give meaningful gifts, um, of wanting to be intentional and thoughtful and connect with others through gift giving. So if nothing today really rang a bell in these family themed gifts, I hope you will join us next week as we unpack uh, the theme of home with some gifts that belong in the home. I'm really excited about that one. And then we will end up the series with gifts to to treat yourself, more self-care, personal things. And, um, And don't worry, friends. Of course, of course, of course, we have some books to recommend. Right, Lisa Jo? Of course we do. So in the meantime, feel free to check out the links below. Don't forget our good friends over at Tennessee Kids Belong. I think for me, that's the most exciting part to go and shop for kiddos and know that you're in a way being a secret Santa. You're sending a surprise for a kid who you know it'll really mean a lot to you. And um, thanks for joining us, guys, for how to gift a daily life that matters. (laughs) 